Hello, Jack. How are you today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing so well, uh, and, and thanks for this opportunity. I know you're busier than just about anyone, and I appreciate so much having a chance to visit with you today. No, nice to talk to you. Um, uh, if I ever get, uh, if I ever go into Chris Farley mode, just you know, tell me to mellow out. But um, th- <laughs> I, I'm such a fan. Uh, and, and I'm so excited to have a chance to visit with you. Uh, I've got some bleachers and bleachers adjacent questions, and I, I just want to start by talking about the new album and uh, uh, your thoughts on it. And um, did you have specific goals going into this third bleachers album? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm getting real close now, so the whole thing is almost done. And it's weird. It brought me back to a place that reminded me of when I was a kid where I didn't have touring in my life and I didn't have an audience. So I was, the whole thing was a dream. Wow. Right. Um, and I'm, and, and, and I, you know, you can't look, you got to write from where you're at. Um, so, you know, I didn't write an album about COVID. I write, I wrote an album about falling in love and grief and trying to be a human being as I tend to do, <laughs> but it, it, it has come back to that place to me where, um, the dream of playing it live felt so far away while I was making it that it almost resulted in a more live feeling album than I've ever had. Wow. Right. Right. Uh, and did you have a list of people you wanted to work with on this particular project? And, um, if, if not, how did the opportunity with Bruce come along? I didn't have a list. And actually, to be honest, I was more interested in kind of pulling back further to just me and the band right? and further and further and further back. Um, but Bruce is a, uh, a dear friend, a really important person in my life. And, um, it just was as organic as things, things happen. Right. You know, I mean, just playing in some stuff that, uh, being in the studio that led to him messing around on it. It was, it was never planned. And I actually think that's why it works because, um, right. I don't think I would have been capable of, planning uh something like that it, it would be too heavy and it, and it wouldn't work um but yeah those, those things and there's, there's a few other situations like that on the album where uh you know i think if you plan a collaboration you're walking into it with an idea of what it could be and then in a way that deflates it within itself but if things just happen then you're actually kind of catching a moment yeah. and 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 so you know that's where I've always had success with collaborations um, is just, you know, being around people I love and respect and seeing what happens. Yeah. Well, so do we have an idea um, when the album's coming out? Or are you allowed to tell us about that yet? Well, I'm like super close. I'm literally been like on calls like today, <laughs> like pinpointing. We're like, it's like right before it's uh it's such an anxious time for me because I'm like, wow, it's really all coming together. But <laughs> it's like right before you, you know, we hit go. Right, uh, and then uh, hopefully a tour. Uh, fingers crossed, right? Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I get the thumbs up. Yay! So I'm we... holding so many different tours. <laughs> I got, <laughs> I'm holding one in this time. I'm holding one in this time. One in this time. It's uh, it's you know, I have this festival that I do in Asbury Park, yeah. out of the city. We announced it a year before. In 2019, we announced it for 2020 because we thought it would be cool to have all the ticket holders have held on for a year. Sure. Little did we know this would happen. 2020 comes around, we move it to May of 21. COVID continues to be COVID. Yeah. We just moved it to September of 21. So, you know, 
my existence right now <laughs> in a nutshell. Right. Um, well, can't wait to hear more from uh, from the album. Um, I-, I wanted to ask you, writing with people like Lana or Taylor or Lord versus writing for Bleachers, what's the difference? Is there do you do you have a different approach when you're working with other artists as opposed to a song that you that you think this is a Bleacher song? They're sort of inherently different and inherently the same. Um, they're the same because the goal is exactly the same, which is just to make something that that you had heard in your head and 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 you, 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 there's an emotion or a story or something that you feel like documenting, and then you have this like swirling thought in your head of what it could be, and then the whole work is to actually make it like that idea in your head which is a crazy mountain so so it's sort of the same goal but i guess it's different in working on bleacher stuff it's usually i like it to be sort of the sound of me wrestling with myself alone in a room right um and if i'm working with someone else then uh you know it has to be about them and i feel like it's this effort to create a situation where by working with them, we're sort of bouncing and it's not a big group, me and one other person bouncing off each other, creating something bigger and bigger and bigger and sort of believing each other and pushing and pushing and pushing. So, you know, to say something as contradictory as they're inherently different and inherently the same is exactly the contradiction of it. So if I'm with someone, I'm doing a thing with them. If I'm alone, I'm sort of doing that thing with myself. So they're quite literally, as weird as the sounds, <laughs> the opposite, alone versus together, right. but also the same process. Right. Um, I read one time, uh, and I think this was in relationship to the Terrible Thrills, um, uh, Volume 1, that you said, if I remember correctly, if I read the interview correctly, that sometimes you write um, a picture, write a song picturing a woman singing it for like writing for a female voice. Is that, did I get that right? Is that something that you, that you've talked yeah, about I've had before? That in the past. I often, you know, I think I've drifted away from that a little bit, but I, but I, I used to think a lot about certain people when I would, when I would write things and they're typically women. It was typically Kate Bush or Fiona Apple or, or, or someone like that. Um, that can be an interesting tool when you, when you're, writing if you are scared to say something or sing something to sort of imagine someone else doing it for a second sure. and let yourself build up some confidence through them. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you've had to do uh, over the past year that we've been living through this COVID thing uh, that you found value in and might consider doing uh, when we get back to some sort of new normal? Yeah. Um, laying down roots, oh. it, but actually doing it. Right. You know, when you, when you, t- I started touring when I was 15 wow. and I started doing it. And then shortly after when I was 18, I lost my sister and a uh. beautiful thing that was touring remained beautiful, but also became my way of dodging the grief and trauma that was going on at home. Uh. And so I established myself as someone who could always get away. Right. And that's, a gift I brought into every relationship in my life Uh and it kept me safe from heartbreak, but it also kept me, um, immune to use a perfect cultural word. (laughs) It also kept me immune to 
the really deeper things that can come with uh, being with a person. Yeah. And it's very funny to, to find upsides during this time because it's so horrible and there's been so much loss. But in my tiny personal world, I don't, don't know if I would have gotten out of my own way without it. Wow. That's, um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, speaking of terrible th- thrills, are we ever going to get another one of those volumes from, from you? Is that anything? Yeah, that- I think so. I mean, I did. I sort of, you know, it started out with all female covers, and then that was volume one and two. Vol- the last minute volume three was took a really interesting turn. It was like a series of four seven inches with, like, I didn't even covers. Get to- and, yeah, uh. it was, it, I mean, that one was, uh, it almost doesn't exist because I only released it on vinyl. Ah. Um, the concept behind Terrible Thrills will definitely continue, which is just when, an, you know, you make an album, you release an album, and then there's this period when the album's sort of like living and you're touring it, and then that period ends. Right. Um, and the album lives forever, but it's that period when it's like still changing because people are hearing it. So it's, the real idea, which I'll carry on, is to like stamp the end of a cycle with some twisted version of itself. Cool. Um, two things, and I'm running out of time, so I just want to say I cannot wait to see you in the Sparks documentary because that band oh, had so good. such an influence on me when I was a kid. Uh, and I'm so Endless t- influence on me. And yeah. I'm like the hugest fan, and, and I learned so much from the documentary. And it would be within the bizarre world that Sparks has created for them to have this huge moment off a documentary now. They, they deserve it. They deserve it. <laughs> they do. Uh, finally, thanks for covering the Water Boys and your rooftop uh, uh, a gig that you did. Um, and before uh, we say goodbye, how is that song not? I mean, it's how, a big song, but how, how is that not the biggest song in the planet? I've been wondering that since 1985. It is a perfect song. Anytime I play it for someone, I the reaction is the same one I had. I only heard it recently, and I feel shame admitting that, but it's true. Yeah, I was in the studio with someone. They played me the song, and I was, <laughs> and and. I rarely have this feeling, but I was like, how have I missed this song? Not because, you know, you miss stuff that can be a little bit more strange or sure. avant-garde, but it is such a massively perfect, <laughs> giant song that speaks to everyone in the world. It's a once-in-a-lifetime song. Yeah. Everyone has that feeling. Yeah. I, I was blown away by it. And lastly, before we say goodbye, thank you uh, so much, and best of luck at the Grammys, man. This should be your year. I'm oh, hoping. thanks so much. Yeah. And, and I can't wait to actually... Uh, see you out there and whenever we're in town please come by tickets are on me i'd love to actually see you in person yeah uh, right back at you jack thank you so much i have i know you have a lot to do so thanks for this opportunity today yeah thanks for chatting it's really okay nice. <laughs> bye-bye take care bye